Arch Obler's Plays. Stories of the Unusual. This is Arch Obler. Come to the bank with me. That's not meant as an order. That's the title of the play I've written for you. You see, I read a statement somewhere that if a man concentrated enough, he could move a mountain, so why not a bank? Uh, that wondrous concentration will begin after a short message from your announcer. And now to the story of Come to the Bank. Please. Would you come to the bank with me, please? He's locked up in there. He can't get any air. No, no, don't get excited. I didn't say he was locked up in the vault. All they've got in their vault is money, and I don't care about money. All I care about is him. I, I didn't mean to tell you. All right, I did. You've got to come to the bank with me and help me. It's Fred Ross. He's in the bank, and he can't get out. Please listen to me. I'll tell you all about it. From the start, I'm a school teacher at the Matson High School. I teach physics. It's a rational science. Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Mr. Roth teaches in the same school. Psychology. The way of the human mind. But that's not an exact science, is it? The human mind. Not exact at all. And that started it. That's what started it. Mr. Roth said to me... Well, speaking quite frankly and candidly, Miss Moss, I don't think very much of your exact sciences. Two and two always add up to four, Mr. Roth. Not where the human mind is concerned. I don't understand. It is my profound conviction that the potentialities of the human mind and body have never been realized by any human creature. Oh, but there have been great men, Plato, Lincoln, so many scientists. Yes, but only fractional greatness using perhaps one-tenth of the power latent within themselves. It's all a matter of concentration. I tell you, Miss Moss, if men would concentrate their minds to the limit, the universe would be theirs. That's a very innocent start, isn't it? Just a teacher talking about the human mind. I thought nothing of it. Mr. Roth was such an intense young man. We had dinner together once. You have a coffee with your dinner or later? Hmm? What did you say? The waiter wanted to know if he wanted coffee with your dinner. Oh, no, no. No coffee. Yes. It's very nice of you to have dinner with me, Mr. Ross. No, on the contrary. I'm grateful to you. You are a good listener. Oh, thank you. You see, I've done a great deal of work in the week since I last talked to you. Oh, have you? Please tell me. Well, it isn't exactly work. It's, it's more of a decision. Yes? I've come to the decision to stop theorizing. Yes, I've decided to put what I believe into practice. I don't know what you mean. Well, it, it's quite simple. The powers of concentration. I have decided... The truth did you say for the lady? Uh, uh, oh, yes, 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 for the lady. Uh, Miss Martha, concentration. I've decided to put into practice my theory of concentration. Now, I don't want to anticipate, but I expect wonderful results, Miss Moss. I might even say unbelievable. Unbelievable results. Must I tell you more? Please come with me to the bank. All right. All right, I'll tell you the rest. The day after he talked to me in the restaurant, Mr. Roth didn't come to school. 
They told me that he had suddenly taken a leave of absence and that an extra teacher was taking over his classes. I was very disappointed. A week went by. Two weeks. I decided to go see him. It was perfectly proper that I call upon him as a friend. Mr. Roth, are you in there? It's Miss Moss. Could I speak to you for a moment? Oh, Mr. Roth! Oh, Mr. Roth! from that room, I'm among people, yes, he ate, rested, and then went out with me. I, I don't see why I let you talk me into this, Miss Moss, I, I have so much work to do. This work will do you good. But where are we going? Well, first I want you to come to the bank with me. I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> well, you see, I, I've been thinking of taking a little vacation, and I need some money going to withdraw some. Oh, 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 I see. Now, I, too, want to get off some place where I can concentrate. Oh, yes, yes, most important. Yes. Have you thought about going out to the country? Miss Moss, the buildings. Look at them. Walking so fast. Once upon a time, they were only an idea in man's mind. Perhaps even now they have no solidity. But they're just ideas hanging in the air through which a man with single-mindedness of purpose could walk as easily as if he were walking through air. Do you understand me, Miss Moss? Well, I, I'm not quite sure. The country would be a wonderful place to work now, wouldn't it, Mr. Moss? We went into the bank. The foyer of the building where the bank was. People. Elevators. Suddenly Mr. Ross stopped. He stared at the wall. I said, Mr. Ross, Mr. Ross, what are you looking at? This. This is the time. Time? Time for what? I told you, didn't I? What? When my subconscious reached the proper point of incubation, I would know. Know? Know that my powers had reached the point where I could do anything. Mr. Ross, anything, I tell you, anything. This is the time. Now. I must make use of that power now. No, please. That marble wall straight ahead. I say I can walk through it. No, please stop joking. I will. I will walk through it. No. 
Mr. Ross, come back. Don't. Mr. Ross. Mr. Ross, don't fall. Don't. What's the matter here? Oh, Mr. Ross. What's the matter? Mr. Ross. He wants your own. You hear me? He wants your own. Ladies and gentlemen, I think you and I would like a few breaths from this man who walks, er, or did he walk, through bank walls. Yes, before we go on with tonight's exciting tale of Miss Ada Moss and her friend Mr. Roth in Arch Obler's Come to the Bank, a quiet commercial word. And now back to Come to the Bank. Miss Ada Moss is telling her story of Mr. Roth and his strange disappearance into the solid wall of the bank building. And now, back to Come to the Bank. Miss Ada Moss is telling her story of Mr. Roth and his strange disappearance into the solid wall of the bank building. You sit there smug and self-certain, don't you? It couldn't have happened. But listen, you pinhead mind, I tell you it did. I saw it with my own eyes. Mr. Roth walked right toward that marble wall and he went into it and then he was gone. Do you hear me? Gone! I mustn't call you names and make you angry, must I? Because you must come to the bank with me. Yes. Yes, I'll tell you more of just what happened on that day. Now, look, lady, take it easy. Look at him, my way. The wall. He walked through the wall. Lady, what did he say? Go out, lady. He said he'd do it, and he did it. He walked through the wall. Lady, don't make it. Oh, let go of me. Don't hold me back. I gotta get to him. Mr. Ralph. What's going on here? What's this display? This lady, oh, why she scream? And I'll tell him to let go of me. Mr. Ralph. He concentrated his mind, and he said he'd walk through that wall, and he did. Why is that it, Mr. Siddow? Don't tell him to let go of me. That wall. Mr. Watt went through that wall. I've got you. Hey, my dear woman, are you out of your mind? Leave me alone. Hey, keep quiet now. Stop making all that noise. Let go of me. That wall is solid. Solid concrete faced with marble. Now, you'd better go home and stop disturbing the peace. Show it to the door, Regan. So they put me out. I stood in the street. I didn't know what to do. And then I knew what I had to do. I would wait there until Mr. Roth came back. And he would come back. He had gone through the wall. And he must have come out the other side. And now he would walk around the building and come back and meet me there. So I waited. It began to rain. I stood there in the rain. Mr. Roth. And then a terrible thought. What did he see? I ran to the door of the bank building. It was locked. Let me in. Oh, please, let me in. Listen to me. You've got to let me in. Mr. Ross. I've got to get to Mr. Ross. Hey, lady, what? Don't you know the bank's been closed for hours? I don't care. I've got to get in. I've got to. Don't take it easy, you. Hey, aren't you the one that's been standing out there? Let go of me. Mr. Ross in there. Oh, lady. I will get in. I will. Hey, please, the door. Let go of me. Mr. Ross. I'm going to get Mr. Ross. Oh, please, Mr. Ross. Mr. Darling, are you crazy? Oh. You come along with me, lady. 
I didn't get in to see Mr. Ross that night. No. All night and the next terrible day. No one would listen. Now tell me, do you have dreams, Miss Moss? Or do you think that people dislike you? Asking me questions. Oh, no. But when I tried to tell them about Mr. Roth, they started to say terrible things to me. The fact of the matter is, Mr. Roth has disappeared. It is the opinion of the police that he decamped with the woman's money. He has took her money and ran off. Took her money and ran off. I didn't care what they said. I had to get to the bank. You know why? Mr. Ross had started for the wall, and I had seen him go through it, and he hadn't come around to meet me. So there was only one answer. He was still in the wall. And while Mr. Ross was in the wall, they were keeping me in this hospital. I had to get out. And how are you resting now, Miss Moss? Miss Moss? Where? The window. Nurse! The woman in this room! She's gone! Out the window! Nurse! Miss Moss is gone. Got away. In the street. Still raining. Ran along the dark streets until I was at the bank. Closed. There was a dark doorway. Another building. I hid in the dark and waited all through the night until morning. Until they opened the doors of the bank. I went into the bank. I walked toward the wall. That wall... I wanted to run to it, but I walked. And then I was there. The very wall he'd gone into. Mr. Ross. Mr. Ross. Are you in there? It's Miss Moss. Ada Moss. Oh, Mr. Ross, please. If you're in there, answer me. They'll be standing here by the wall talking, and they won't let me stay here. Mr. Ross, please. I've got my ear close to the wall. If you're in there, answer me. I can hear you. You are in the wall. I was right. You did walk into the wall and stay in there. Yes. Yes, but but what are you saying? I can't understand you. Please, Mr. Ross, speak so I can understand you. Get me out of here. Yes. Yes, I understand. I will get you out of here. Help! Oh, help! Mr. Mallard! Help me get out of here! Mr. Ross! Do you hear? I'll help you! Mary, please! Three answers, please! There's a man in the wall! Mr. Ross, he's in the wall! They put me back in the hospital. They didn't believe me. They didn't help Mr. Ross. I was very sick. I don't know how many days I was in the hospital. And then I was all right. They let me out. This is your last warning, Miss Moss. You are to stay away from the bank. You are to behave yourself as the good, intelligent citizen you normally are. Your last warning, Miss Moss. And all the time, Mr. Roth was in that wall, waiting for me to help him. And there was so little time left. A man such as Mr. Roth, powers of concentration, he could and he did perform a miracle, walking through a wall. But even conserving his strength and breath and, 
And the way he said, slowing down the vital life processes. How long do you think he could live entombed in that wall? I had to get to him. I had to figure a way to get in there. Tell Mr. Ross to keep alive that I was working to help him. I had to figure out a way. There was a store across the street. A store selling paints. That was the answer. Something for cleaning? Of course, madam. How much do you think you'll need? Oh, I suggest a pint. We have it here in bulk. Open it? Of course. You see, it's standard cleaning fluid. It... Lady! No! No, that match! Look out! Don't! It's inflammable! Don't! Fire! Fire! Grab that woman! She set fire to the stove! Yes. In a few moments, everyone was so busy that I was quite free to go into the bank. In a few seconds, my ear was against the wall. Mr. Ross! Mr. Ross! I'm back! They tried to keep me away from you, but I'm back! Mr. Ross! Can... Can you hear me? Alive. Oh, yes, still alive. Mr. Ross, what should I do? What? Help me. Help me. Yes, I will, I will. They won't stop me this time. Somebody. Get something and tear down the wall. Fire axe. Off the wall. Mr. Ross, look. Oh, if you could see me, I've got a fire axe. I'm going to help you. visitor in weeks. You know what that means? All these days he's been in that wall holding himself alive with all his will. But sooner or later if he thinks I'm not going to help him he'll give up hope and he'll lose his will to live and suddenly he'll die. Do you hear me? He'll die. Please, make let me go and come and help me save Mr. Ross. If you don't help me, it will always be on your conscience, won't it? At night, when you're alone and you can't sleep, you'll open your eyes and you'll see Mr. Ross entombed in that wall. But it won't be Mr. Ross anymore. Just the bones of a man. Bones and dead flesh and the words and the skull will talk to you and ask you, why didn't you help me? So I ask you again, please, please, won't you come to the bank? <laughs> This is Arch Ober once more. I'm most anxious to tell you about our next week's play, 
But first, my thanks to Virginia Gregg and Jane Avello. The sound was by Bud Tollison, engineer Dave Diller, music Joe Leahy, announcer Byron Kane. I've written you a play for the next time titled The Immortal Gentleman, and I wrote it for you and me and everyone else who would like to live forever. I'll tell you more about that after a short message. Over once more. To live forever, never to die, to live forever. Who amongst us at some time or other has not thought that age-old thought? And that's why I hope you'll join us for our next play. Arch Obler's Plays Stories of the Unusual